0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Changes Big and Small. This is your host, Damian. Changes Big and Small will help you live your life with intention and purpose. In each episode, I invite you to take action to build the life that you want. This is the fourth episode in the series on mastering the art of decision-making. There are two very important topics that we should also discuss in the context of decision-making. Measuring outcomes and changing your mind. So how do you know if you've made a good decision? It's easy to focus solely on the outcome. Did you get the job you wanted? Did you achieve your goal? But what about the process that led you to your final result? A good decision doesn't depend on the outcome. That bears repeating. A good decision does not depend on the outcome. It depends on how you made the decision. If you followed the process I outlined in the last episode, then you made a good decision, regardless of the result, because you chose the best possible outcome. To recap, you used the information you had to figure out a good likelihood of achieving the potential reward and had adequate resources, time, money, etc., so that you could take the steps needed for that reward. Your analysis was sound about a positive expected value. The decision-making process I outlined works for all sorts of decisions. You can use it for a trivial decision, although I might suggest you could just as easily flip a coin, or for a decision with high stakes. After making a decision and implementing it, it's important to reflect so that you can learn from it. This will help you understand why you got the specific outcomes and how that relates to your process. Since thoughts affect emotions and emotions affect actions, examining your thought processes, emotions, and actions can help you identify patterns so that you can gain insights into what worked well and what didn't. Whether you achieved your desired outcome or not, you did some things right and you could have done some things better. So here are some questions to ask yourself. You could journal on them or reflect on them. One, was your analysis sufficient and accurate? Two, were you right about the expected reward and its likelihood? Three, what factors impacted the final result? Think about the ones that you thought of ahead of time and also any new ones that revealed themselves to you. How does this analysis compare to other decision-making analyses that you've done? You may want to keep a decision journal so that you can find patterns in your decisions so that you can identify your strengths and make use of them. You may also need to consult with others. You can ask colleagues, friends, or family members who were involved in the decision or who are knowledgeable on the topic about their perspective. Do they have the same reaction to the decision as you do? Do they have any suggestions on what you might have done differently? There are many ways of achieving the same goal, but this could be interesting information for you on different decision-making processes. Whether your decision had the desired outcome or not, it provides an opportunity to learn. So use that opportunity. Reframe failure as a learning opportunity and use it to identify areas for improvement so that you can make better decisions in the future. Let's look at a simple example. You made a decision to go running every morning, but you only managed twice a week. When you made your decision, did you consider that you routinely sleep in on mornings? Maybe the potential reward is to be fit, but you did not consider the contingencies and dependencies. Maybe you needed to build some strategies into your plan, such as having a workout buddy or running in the evening instead. Remember to celebrate successes along the way, action by action. This is helpful for wiring your brain for more action. Also acknowledge what you have accomplished and where you were lucky. There is an element of good luck in taking bets, and that also translates to making a decision where you don't have hundred percent certainty of the desired outcome. And sometimes things go wrong for us because of bad luck, incidents completely out of our control. Making decisions is not always easy. And sometimes we may find ourselves second guessing decisions we've already made. It's important to recognize when it may be appropriate to change your mind and how to do so effectively. There are three good reasons for changing your mind. There might be more, but I'm going to go through three reasons why you might want to change your mind. One, you learned new information that you didn't have earlier and it changes the potential or relative reward. The likelihood of that reward or the cost to achieve it. Maybe the circumstances change. Maybe the decision is no longer relevant or not what you want to prioritize because something has changed in your life. Or maybe your intuition has kicked in. I'll be talking about intuition later, but you may feel that a decision is not right. The challenge here is to distinguish intuition from fear. When is it fear actually trying to keep you safe? And when is it intuition that something is wrong? It's really tricky to know when to give up or change your mind. This is because sometimes when things are hard, you may be tempted to give up. Always go back to first principles and see if you have new information that changes the three elements of the reward quantity, likelihood, or cost. I know that changing your mind can be difficult. I've been there. I am still there sometimes. So here are some tips Be flexible and open to new learning and information. Don't be afraid of it. Communicate clearly. If your change of mind will affect others, make sure that you communicate to them clearly and address any concerns and confusion that they have. Take responsibility for your change of mind and realize that there may be consequences. That doesn't mean you shouldn't do it, but be aware of the consequences. It's a good time for me to mention sunk cost fallacy because it's a decision-making pitfall that can keep you stuck. It's a common reason why people struggle to change their minds. Sunk cost fallacy is the tendency to continue spending time, money, or effort into a decision or project because of the time, money, or effort you already put into it, even though it no longer serves you. This can lead to poor decision-making. The goal is to not waste what you've already spent, but the result is that you get farther away from your goals. Remember that future outcomes are often more important than past investments. In other words, when you make a decision, base it on what you want more of, not what you've already spent. So if you continue with a decision you've already made, are you going to get more of what you want or not? To avoid getting stuck by sunk cost fallacy, think about the future costs and benefits of a decision. Don't just focus on what you've already spent. Ask yourself if you would still make the same decision if you hadn't already invested any resources in it. And be willing to cut your losses and move on if it becomes clear that continuing to invest is not worth it. Seth Godin talks about the fact that decisions you made in the past were a gift you gave yourself then. They served you then. You don't have to keep those gifts if they no longer serve you. You can make a choice to give your current self a new gift. Adam Grant has a whole book on this topic called Think Again. He advocates for flexible thinking, which incorporates the ideas we already looked at in this series. The key idea is that it's important to get comfortable with rethinking. Be curious and open to the possibility that you may be wrong. That way, you'll consider new information rather than ignoring it. Your invitation this episode is to admit two mistakes you made to a friend or family member. This is helpful for focusing not just on results, but also process. Tune in tomorrow for the wrap up of this series on mastering the art of decision making. I'll recap the main ideas from the week and leave you with one final invitation. Thank you for listening to this episode of Changes Big and Small. If you've enjoyed this episode, Please leave a review wherever you're listening to the podcast. This helps other people find the show. Remember that until the end of the month, I have a special promotion. If you go to changesbigandsmall.com forward slash free and sign up to get my 10 quick, easy tips to get unstuck. It's a free PDF and I will also be in touch with you to offer you a 30-minute one-on-one coaching session with me. That's available for no cost until the end of the month. So don't miss out on this opportunity. Remember, change begins with one small step. Let's make it a great week.